Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week 41 of our Bible reading plan. And this week we're talking about the God of Covenant. As you know, each week on the podcast for this year, we're going through the Bible and I do a recap teaching of what we're going over each week. And each week has a different theme or something new that we're learning about God. And this week we're learning about how he is the God of Covenant. And you'll see what I mean when we get to the reading. We're getting closer and closer to our goal of being done and and completing reading the entire Bible in one year, which is an amazing accomplishment. And hey, if you're listening and you're like, man, I'm behind, it's been more than a year and I'm still just chugging along, that's okay, keep going. The goal is not like to finish it in a year. The goal is for you to read your Bible. (laughs) That's the real goal. And I want you to be reading your Bible because when you get to read the word of God, you get to know the God behind the word. And so I just really want you to get to know God and have a deep relationship with him. That changes your entire life. And so if it's taking you longer than a year, that's okay. Keep going. But I'm excited to go through this week's reading. Like I said, we're talking about the God of covenant. A couple of announcements. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter so that you can keep up to date with what we have going on here on at Christian Girls Pop every single week. You can do that by signing up on our homepage or clicking the link in the podcast notes and that'll take you right to the sign up page. So make sure you look for that. And also make sure to check out our website, christiangirlspop.com. That's a great way to see who we are, what we're about, and that's also a way to keep up with what's new and what we have going on. You can also purchase merch there and download poems and prayers for your own um, personal use. So make sure you check all of that out. But that is all my announcements. So let's go ahead and pray before we get into this week's teaching. God, thank you so much for allowing us to get to week 41 of this Bible reading plan. Lord, I pray that you continue to be with us, that you help us, you guide us, you bring clarity and understanding as we read your word so that we're not just reading to read, but that we're reading to fully understand what's what's in your word and how it applies to us. We love you so much. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So for week 41, it's we'll be going through day 282 through day 288. And for day 282, we're starting with Jeremiah chapter 32 and 33 and Hebrews chapter 9. So um, just a quick recap of the book. So we kind of just, you know, up to date with what's going on. Jeremiah is one of the major prophets. That just means he is a prophet that is used majorly in, in the Bible. God gives him plenty of messages and visions to to share with the people. He's speaking to the people of Israel and there's a lot of different themes throughout Jeremiah. One of the big ones is the promise of restoration that is to come, but also the destruction that is to come as well. So um, God sent Jeremiah to kind of deliver both messages. And then in Hebrews, which is New Testament, um, the author is unknown. Some people will attribute it to be written by Paul, um, but um, the audience is 
Jewish Christians, those who who are Jews but are are, are trying to believe in Christ, um, this book is really to help them understand that Christ is the law now. Like like Christ is you know what we're under now, that what His blood did for us, and how we come out from under the law, and so um, and what that means for us, and that's where we get this theme, this covenant, God of covenant, because we're gonna see a lot of that talk about the new covenant. And so in Hebrews, there's a lot of practical living um, things that are discussed, ways to just practically live for Christ. And um, it really just helps us understand what Christ has come to do and um, for the Jews at the time to help them understand that they did not have to abide by the old law because Jesus had come. So starting with Jeremiah chapter 32, we're reading of um, Jeremiah giving a word of the Lord about a field and then um, we also read of the hope and promise of restoration. And so we can see that in chapter 32, he's still locked up. They, they've shut him away because of what he's been sharing. And they did not like what he had to say. But he's still delivering the message that God has for them. And um, we really just see that God is going to bring destruction to Israel and or to Jerusalem. God is going to bring destruction to Jerusalem and God explains why time and time again so that they have no excuse to be like, well, we didn't know. He's like, mm -mm, nope. Yep. I y'all y'all are hot mess. That's why y'all being destroyed. But the cool thing is that we read in Jeremiah chapter 32 towards the end of the chapter is that even in destruction, God is still promising restoration. And so look, the God of covenant covenant means a promise, a bond, a vow that's been that's been sealed. And we're seeing that that God has promised them judgment and he will fulfill that but he has also already promised them restoration and because he is a God of covenant he will come on he will like come through on his word and so we can see that here in chapter 32 in chapter 33 we're continuing on with that promise of restoration uh, for Judah and then this and, and this chapter just really brings so much hope we see that Jeremiah is still in prison, but he's still delivering the word. But to the people that he's writing it to, this gives them hope. It's like, yeah, you're going to be destroyed, but, but wait for it, wait for it. There will be restoration. And some of them don't even see it. Um, and, and, um, I've talked about this a couple of times, but with the prophecies, um, there's something called near term fulfillment and far term fulfillment. That just means that there may, the, the prophecy may be fulfilled twice. It may be fulfilled within the next generation or two or the next century or two, but then, far term rest um far term fulfillment is normally referring to the end times when Jesus returns again and so um obviously the hope that is coming for them is that they will return to Jerusalem which they do later on but the final restoration is when Jesus comes and fully restores them so we're seeing both near and far term fulfillment of these prophecies here in scripture and then flipping over to Hebrews chapter 9, we literally read of the new covenant. And this is what I was talking about, what we're under now, what that means for us now that Christ has come. And so along with that, we're reading about Christ's role in the new covenant, his sacrifice, and how Christ is higher than any sacrifice, any person that they ever know. Remember, he's talking to these Jews who know Moses. They know these big name guys, you know, but still we know that there's no, there's no name. There's no person that compares to Christ. And so Paul, um, the author is trying to get them to understand like, Hey, this is who you really need to be following Christ. And this is why, and this is what he's done for us. And obviously very important for us to know because we need to be aware and understanding of, of what Christ has done and what that means for us in our lives, that we have salvation, that we're under the blood, that his blood has paid the price for us. We are, we have to be aware of all of these things. And, you know, it's talking about how Christ is, is 
better than any temple that's ever been built, any person that's ever been made, any person that's ever lived. It's that we see the superiority of Christ. And we've seen that already in Hebrews. So we're seeing that again here. We saw that um, towards the beginning of Hebrews, the first and second chapter, talking about the superiority of Christ over the angels and such. But now it's once again clarifying Christ is above everything. Everything. Moving on to day 283 which is October 10th. The reading is Jeremiah chapter 34 and 35 and Hebrews chapter 10. In Jeremiah chapter 34, we read of God sending Jeremiah to Zedekiah to send him a warning. And we see the punishment to Zedekiah for his disobedience. So God, I tell y'all this, I feel like I'm a broken record. God will always send warning before he sends destruction. He always gives you a second to get your life together. But if you don't, after some warnings, he's gonna come through on his word. And I've seen it in my own life. God gave me blatant, obvious messages to leave a relationship. Did I? No. And I saw God's hand take, like, come off of that and was like, all right, like, I'm gonna have to let you learn the hard way. And baby, I, I learned the hard way, okay? And that happened more than once. You would have thought I would have learned the first time. You would have thought I learned, but I didn't. I had to go through it twice. But... Um, we see here that Zedekiah also did not learn his lesson <laughs> and he was punished for his disobedience. We also see that in Jeremiah chapter 34 that God's prophecy is coming to pass. The the Babylonians or the Chaldeans, they're, they're tearing Jerusalem up, tearing that thing up. God's word does not return void. Like he, if he says that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. And we see that very obviously here in scripture. And then in chapter 35, we read of Jeremiah delivering a message to the Rechabites. And God is trying to tell them, why are y'all not listening to me? Like y'all listen to everybody else, but not me. Once again, God is trying to get their attention the best way he knows how. And they're not, you know, they're not really listening as they should. But God is trying his best to get their attention as he does for us too. In Hebrews chapter 10, flipping over to the New Testament, we read about how Christ is the ultimate sacrifice, and we also read about having confidence in God. And so this whole chapter just really takes time to talk all about what Christ's sacrifice means for us. And because he is the ultimate sacrifice, we don't have to, you know, sacrifice bulls and goats and rams whose blood could not fully suffice. And that's why they had to keep atoning for sins and keep going back to the temple year after year christ's blood has paid the price once and for all we can just simply ask for forgiveness so once again very 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 important chapter i actually want to tell you all something so with this book of hebrews i was talking with my bible teacher about this yesterday and he was sharing with me that he um had a jewish friend back um back in his career and um the guy was you know obviously jewish but he wasn't like turned off to the idea of my Bible teacher being a Christian. Like he wasn't rude or anything. He didn't shun him out. And so then one day my Bible teacher was writing a book about Hebrews and um, writing some commentary. And so he shared it with this guy and he said, hey, I just want you to check this out for me. And the guy was up for it. Like he decided to read it. And then uh, years later, he sent my Bible teacher a postcard and or it might not even been years later, but after he finished reading the book, he sent my Bible teacher a postcard and he said and he signed it, your brother in Christ. And he said that he was going to church and basically like he became a Christian because of the book of Hebrews, not necessarily anything, quote unquote, that my Bible teacher said. Maybe there was things that helped him understand, but it was the word of God being so blatantly obvious of how Christ is Messiah, how Christ is that ultimate sacrifice that you have 
like you have no choice you know like i mean you do have a choice it's free will to believe in him but it's like you can see it all written right before you and so i just thought it was really cool that the book of hebrews brought someone to salvation so um and you can see how that's very possible because of how much Christ is discussed and how much his sacrifice is talked about and how just messianic the book is. It's a very messianic book, which means it's all about the Messiah, who's Christ. So that's day 283. Flipping over to day 284, which is October 11th, the reading is Jeremiah chapter 36 and 37 and Hebrews chapter 11. In Jeremiah chapter 36, Jeremiah writes visions and prophecies on a scroll but then the scroll is burned by King Jehoiakim. And then Jeremiah wrote, writes a second scroll. He's like, okay, y'all, you really thought like I was just going to end there. Like you really thought you did something by writing that by burning my scroll. And he wrote it again. And so in chapter 36, we read of God giving the people a chance to repent by these prophecies and visions that Jeremiah is writing out. And the thing is, they just don't want to hear what what Jeremiah has to say. Like they truly don't. Um, but Jeremiah was bold and consistent. And like, I love reading through Jeremiah because like, yeah, he had his moments. Like he was like, you know, grieved over what's going on um, with the people, but also how God has kind of let him, you know, suffer a little bit. And these people are rude to him and all that. But he's so bold and he keeps showing up regardless if they want to hear it or not, regardless of how they feel. He keeps showing up. And I think that's amazing. And then in chapter 37, Jeremiah is thrown in prison. Uh, and the main thing is they, they feel like Jeremiah is on the enemy side, who's the Babylonians or the Chaldeans. They basically are like, you saying too much stuff that makes it... Because here's the thing, Jeremiah keeps telling them over and over, Babylonians are going to come destroy y'all. Babylonians are kind of going to come destroy y'all. So for them, they're like, okay, so like, are you on their side or what? You know, like, why would you keep talking about it? Like, why would you keep bringing them up? Basically, they're like, you must, or must must be on their side. Like, you must be a spy. You must be somebody, like, trying to get the inside scoop, basically. Like, you can't just possibly just keep telling us this. So they assume that he's on the other side, and so they lock him up. And he's like, I'm just trying to tell y'all what, what God's saying, but okay. <laughs> like, go off. That's how y'all feel? Okay. So basically, they throw him in jail for that. And this just really shows us that there will be times as when, as we're being bold for Christ, that people won't like what we have to say. Um, people will reject it. People will turn, uh, you know, turn a blind eye to it or, um, mock you or rebuke you or whatever, but you have to still show up and be obedient to what God has, um, f for you to do or say, or say, <clears throat> or don't say God can be, God can tell you to not, God can tell you to shut up too. So we, we have to be sensitive to, to do both. Okay. Let that be known. We always talk about go and be bold. Being bold sometimes means saying nothing at all. <laughs> um, anyways, that's a whole different thing. Flipping over to Hebrews chapter 11, we're reading of the chapter of faith. And that's what it's known as. And you can see that as you're reading through it because it's all about faith. And faith such and such did this. And faith such and such did that. For me, I kind of see it as like a hall of faith or a hall of fame, you know, kind of thing. Um, because it's just like a whole long list of all these people from the beginning of time that were faithful and and walked by that that had this big faith and, and made big faith moves. And so it's a really inspiring chapter. It's also encouraging the reader to also have faith. Look at how it turned out for these people as they had faith. You should do the same. That's kind of what it's saying here in Hebrews chapter 11. Flipping over to day 285, which is October 12th. The reading is Jeremiah chapter 38 through 40 and Hebrews chapter 12. 
in Jeremiah chapter 38, we read of we read that Jeremiah is thrown into a well. It's a dry well, but he's still he's thrown into a well. Um, but then he's rescued, and then Jeremiah urges um, Zedekiah to obey God, and he's he's warning him like, hey, you should obey God. Once again, they don't like what Jeremiah has to say, but he's still bold. He's still consistent to keep showing up, and he keeps saying what God is telling him to say. It's not it's not the most ideal situation for him, but he keeps showing up. He's so bold. And I love that. In chapter 39, we read that Jer Jerusalem is attacked by Babylon. It's all coming to pass. Everything that God said. He's been telling them for all this time that he's going to destroy. And he finally does it. And remember, he's a God of covenant. That means that he he's a God of a promise. He don't break his, he doesn't change. He doesn't break his word. And that's very obvious here. Bab Jerusalem's getting towed up. And then chapter 40, Jeremiah is released and he goes to get Eliah. So he's released from prison. He goes um, to get Eliah as kind of like a retreat. And then in Hebrews chapter 12, we're reading of practical ways to live for Christ. And we read about an unshakable God in kingdom. And so once again, as I mentioned as a quick intro to Hebrews, the, the latter end of the book is just very practical ways to live for Christ. So it's like you get a full introduction of who Christ is, what he's done for us, and what that means for you. And because of all those things, you should live for him. Now that you decide to live for him, here's some practical ways to do that. And so just very, things that you can like apply to your life today. And then we read that our God is an unshakable God, an unshakable kingdom, period. And look at the congruency. This one kingdom in Jerusalem is, is being torn down. The whole city is being attacked and destroyed. But we are serving a God who has an unshakable kingdom. His kingdom will never be destroyed. And so we can see that congruency, but also that um, compare and contrast there um, between Jerusalem and Christ's kingdom. For day 286, which is October 13th, the reading is Jeremiah chapter 41, 42, and 43, and Hebrews chapter 13. In Jeremiah chapter 41, Gedaliah is murdered. And then in chapter 42, Jeremiah delivers a message to Jehanan and his people. Once again, he's bold, doesn't hold back, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Um... But he delivers a very blatant, obvious message. God was not playing. He said, don't go to Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. Do you want to guess what's going to happen? Yup. Chapter 43, Johanan and his people, they go to Egypt in disobedience. They did the exact opposite. Because here's the thing. In chapter 42, they said, all right, bet, bet, bet. We're not going to go. Cool. Understood. Understood. Chapter 43, they still go. They did the exact opposite of what they said they were going to do. And this just shows, man, this chapter shows. If the whole book of Jeremiah hasn't shown you already, this chapter really shows you our disobedience will lead to destruction every single time. I cannot stress this enough. I know we're reading through an Old Testament book and you can quickly try to act like this doesn't apply to your life. But baby girl, I challenge you to learn some lessons from this book. Our disobedience will lead to destruction. It may not happen right away like we see in scripture here. There's times when the destruction happens gradually, slowly, but let it be known and let it be clear. Our disobedience will always lead to destruction. Whatever God calls you to do and you decide to go be Jonah and run the opposite way, you will pay for it somehow. 
you will see the repercussions of it. The You will see the consequences of disobedience in your life. You will see it time and time again. Do not fall for the trick of the enemy that will tell you that you don't have to be disobedient, that it's going to be fine. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. And look where we are now. He told her, it's not going to be that bad. You're not even really disobeying. He flipped it, switched it, put it in reverse. And now she thought it was okay. And look at where we are now. She called the entire, they call, Adam and Eve called the entire world world <laughs> to be jacked up like let that be your sign our disobedience leads to destruction whatever god is calling you to do please don't play around with it do not think that you can just keep putting it off and it's going to be okay because that's also disobedience saying no is disobedience but saying hold on i'm gonna get around to it in my own time that's still delayed obedience which is disobedience so don't give the room, the enemy any room. If he's telling you to do something, go and do it. I know it's going to be hard. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it's going to be scary. I know somebody's going to feel some type of way. I've been there. I've been in those rough, tough situations. But I guarantee you what's going to be worse than having that little conversation that you're scared about or, or you know, leaving your job or whatever you're scared about, what's going to be worse is staying in disobedience. I, I guarantee you that. Jonah thought, oh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to just get on a boat and go the other way. It's going to be fine. He thought, yeah, this is a great idea. I mean, I don't have to go and tell them. And then he calls him and his buddies and everybody else on the boat to suffer because of his disobedience. And he ultimately thought he was going to be fully destroyed. God showed him favor. Um, but there was an element of storm and destruction that he had to go through. Do not fall for it. Sis, go be obedient, okay? I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. Go be disobedient. It'll be worth it, I promise. Flipping over to Hebrews chapter 13, we're continuing to read about more practical ways to live lives that are pleasing to God. Once again, now that you understand the superiority of Christ, what he is to us, what he's done for us, what that means for us, now it's how we can live for him. So that's what we see here in Hebrews chapter 13. For day 287, which is October 14th, the reading is Jeremiah chapter 44 and 45, Psalm chapter 13, and Jeremiah chapter 46 and 47. In Jeremiah chapter 44, we read of Jeremiah's message to, um, to the people that are in Egypt. And it's a message about the destruction because of their blatant disobedience, as I already mentioned. He's telling them, like, y'all really messed this thing up. They, and, and the thing, they never repented. They were just blatantly disobedient to Jeremiah, to God, everybody. Like, they were just, I mean, hot mess, idolatry, just the whole works. They, they, they do not care. Nevertheless, Jeremiah continues to be bold and speak the truth in the midst of their disobedience. Like, I feel like Jeremiah deserves a standing ovation. Like, we need to give him a round of applause or something because my guy is killing it. Like, he is out here with these ratchet people who are so mean and disobedient and He's still showing up and doing what God is calling him to do. And let that be something we pray for ourselves. Once again, don't just read through the book and think there's nothing that you can learn from this because it's Old Testament. There is so, so, so much to learn about Old Testament. And this is a big part. We can and should be bold leaders for the kingdom. Whenever God tells us to say something, whether it's hard, whether it's harsh, whether it doesn't make sense, whether you know somebody's going to feel some type of way, let's be bold enough to say it, knowing that God is on our side and we can trust that whatever we say, God's backed us up because this is his word, not ours. And we're just going to go with that. Let us be bold leaders. Okay, in Jeremiah chapter 45, we read of Jeremiah's message to Baruch. 
and it's about pending destruction and the loss of his life. Once again, these messages are not for the for the faint of heart. Like these messages coming in hot. But God said you gotta you gotta say it, so He's saying it. And then for Psalm chapter thirteen, it's a prayer for God to move. That's something we probably prayed in our lives at some point, but we can see it here in chapter thirteen. And imagine you know that coming from Jeremiah's point of view he's he's desperately praying for God to move because he's like look these people not even listening to me like you please come fix this please come handle something and y'all this prayer this is one of my favorites I think just because I've I've experienced some of that in this past year um it's just the the question of just like it starts off with how long how long Lord and you know from Jeremiah's point of view he's like how long are you gonna let this go on like you see that they're not this they're not obeying me they're not obeying the word that you're giving me they're not essentially they're not obeying you like when will you move like when will you do something and so we can see that as a very congruent part of what's happening here in Jeremiah and then we go back into Jeremiah. So in chapter 46, we read of the vision of the battle of Carchemish and pending destruction of Egypt. God said, I'm going to tear everything up. Everywhere y'all go and disobey, I'm going to just tear it up. It's just getting worse and worse. And then continuing on with the worse, um, chapter 47, we read of the pending destruction of the Philistines. So God is coming after everybody. God does not play. He is the God of covenant. And we hear covenant, we're like, oh, that's beautiful. Yes, that is amazing. God is a God of beautiful amazing things including covenant that we're under now the new covenant which is with christ jesus as our savior and the sacrifice for us but covenant also like i said means a vow a bond a promise and he has promised destruction and that is what he gives to these people and then last but not least to finish up the week we see day 200 we're on day 288 which is october 15th the reading is psalm chapter 123 and jeremiah chapter 48 and 49 in Psalm chapter 123, we read of the prayer for mercy, which is needed because, my gosh, they, they need some mercy because they are destroying themselves at this point. It's just their God's just bow, 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 like destruction after destruction. He's bringing a lot of prophecies about that. And then for Jeremiah chapter 48 and 49, in chapter 48, we read of the pending destruction of Moab. One of the kingdoms there that that God is planning on destroying is Moab. And it's just showing that the power will be removed. But even in the pending destruction, God is still, you know, like, even though God, yeah, he's like, you know, bringing that destruction. But he's still hurt by their actions. Like, God is still so compassionate. And he cares for these people. And it hurts them that they are not reciprocating their love. They're just in continual, repeated sin trying to be better than God. They're just, it's just bad. <laughs> but even in all of that, look at that covenant, still the promise of restoration for Moab. We can see that in verse 47 of chapter 48. We still see that promise of restoration. And, and then in chapter 49, it's a very similar thing, pending destruction of the Ammonites and Edom, Damascus, Kedar, kingdoms of Hazor, Elam, all these different kingdoms God is planning to destroy. But with that, he still promises the future restoration which we know is the full the end times when Jesus comes back and fully restores everything. But in the meantime, he said, I will destroy. Um, but I just love that there is that promise of restoration. And as we're thinking about this and as we're summing up the, this week, uh, let that be a thought, right? Like, you know, sometimes we're reading about God destroying kingdoms and you're like, okay, so like, what does this mean for me now? It means that God keeps his word. 
whatever he says will come to pass whether it's a blessing whether it's a, a judgment he will bring whatever he said to pass and so we can we can hold fast to that we can be sobered by that maybe he's told you something and you didn't believe that it would happen and he's like if you don't do this i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you you know kind of make your own mistakes and, and learn the hard way and maybe you thought oh no he's just playing no he's serious he's definitely serious about that so just remember that god is a god of covenant of promise he does not come back on his word everything that he says will come to pass he he will like he has no choice he has to abide by what he said in his covenant in his word and and just as he promised you know restoration for them even in the middle of their judgment we can see that god will do the same for us that there's still mercy. There's still grace. He does mean what he said. He ain't no soft dude. He doesn't take things light. He's gonna, he's no, he's no soft. He, you know, he's not soft. Like he's not just gonna let you just run over, you know, run over him. But there is grace and mercy in the time of need. So you can call on him and he will answer. So that sums up this week's teaching about the God of covenant. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our YouTube channel at Christian Girls Pop and check out our website, ChristianGirlsPop.com. If you ever have any questions about what we're reading, what you're studying, or if you would just like to have questions, if you just have questions about anything else, feel free to send those questions in to ChristianGirlsPop at gmail.com and I'd love to answer them here on the podcast if you'd like to donate to this ministry you can donate on venmo at christian girls pop on cash app at dollar sign christian girls pop or on paypal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com that's cgpopdonate at gmail.com thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode and as always remember jesus already loves you so much don't you ever forget that